السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما all praise due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam o allah we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the satan and the evil of our souls amen ya rabbal alamin it is only the grace and mercy of all may allah jalla wala that we continue with surah nur chapter 24 and our starting point is verse number 27 almighty allah azza wa jalla mentions that those people who made these wild accusations allegations against our mother siddiqa sayyida aisha radhiyallahu anha in this world already they were humiliated disgraced and on the day of qiyamah yawma idhi yuwafihimullahu deenahumul haqq on that day the day of justice almighty allah jalla wala will reward them for those who did not make these type of statements fully and those who made these statements they will be punished fully deenahumul haqq our deen is called deen because it's based on justice inna ad-deena indallahi al-islam the only deen that is accepted by almighty allah is islam maliki yawmiddin the master of the day of justice so this deen which is the truthful deen based on justice so that day there will be reward and punishment wa ya'lamun and they should know anna allah huwa al-haqqul mubin allah's deen is the truth and allah was is will always be the only one that is the truth al-mubin who makes things manifest so all times all places all cases all that is only all matter Today will be seen the impure for the impure man, for the impure woman, the impure woman for the impure man, and vice versa. What tayyibatul tayyibin and the pure chaste lady for the pure man. What tayyibun al tayyibat and the pure man for the pure lady. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alaihi wasallam was is will always be the most beloved the most precious to almighty allah the purest of the pure oh muslim do you know mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam's rank and status wa rafa'na lak dhikrak we have elevated thy name ya rasulullah idha dhukirtu dhukirta ma'i when my name jalla wa ala allah's name is taken then your name is taken after that la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah 
Adhan, we just heard Adhan now and performs our Salat. Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. Ashadu anna Muhammad rasulullah in Adhan and Iqama. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speak of his own Mubarak lineage. From Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam right up to the Lam there's no sifah. Sifah means there was never zina, fornication, adultery involved. Today, which person in this world can make these claims? So remember, the purest of the pure, if there is a hundred percent belief, it is non-negotiable. So the honorable spouses and wives of the Master, salam, are hundred percent pure and chaste. And any person, Shia or otherwise, say something else, then the fatwa is hundred percent. Such people are out of the fold of Islam and they have nothing to do with Islam. You can shout, they love Ahlul Bayt, when you cast aspersions, allegations against the very one wife of Nabi alayhi so what good is your claim that you love the family of Nabi alayhi Allah's final verdict for all times and all places that day Siddiqa Aisha her father is Siddiq she is Siddiqa the Tabi'een and people who call her Ya Siddiqa to bin to Siddiq you are Siddiqa, Allah revealed 16 verses for you, O Mother Aisha. Your father is Siddiq, Allah revealed Surah 9 verse 40 for your father. That is Quran Kareem. So therefore we love them, we defend them, and will uphold their integrity in spite of all the odds that the world are facing today. They are totally innocent, totally vindicated from all the propaganda and lies and fabrications, allegations made against them. For them is forgiveness. Mistakes we all can make. So yes, for your mistakes, Almighty Allah forgives you. Warizkun kareem and an honorable risk. So forever Allah Ta'ala took care of the honorable wives of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They are the best women of this Ummah. Ya Nisa and Nabi, Lastunnakahadim Minan Nisa. Oh honorable wives and spouses of the Master Salaam. You are not like any other woman. You are the Zoja Mutahara. You are Umm al-Mu'mineen. And you cannot get married to anybody else after the demise of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So imagine all this, Almighty Allah Jalla teaches us. We told you when we started Surah Nur, Surah 24, our mother Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, us told us and informed us that you should teach your females and your ladies Surah Nur and teach them sewing, knitting, crocheting. If you want references for all this, open Sheikh Sabuni's Tafsir. You will find it, Rawaiul Bayan, Safatul Tafasir, and many of his Tafsir, you will find it in one of them. And Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu wrote a letter to the people of Iraq and he said the same thing. Allimu nisa'akum surat al-nur. Open tanwirul adhan, you will find it there. Another tafsir also edited by Sheikh Sabuni. Hafidhahullah, our beloved Ustad. So Almighty Allah in today's lesson is teaching us about isti'idhan the etiquettes and the manners and the morals we should have before entering the houses of people. 
It was the custom amongst the Arabs at that time. They used to walk in anybody's house. No permission was sorted, and they would invoke, invade and encroach on the privacy of people. So all might Allah reveal these verses. Surah 24, Surah Nur, verse number 27. Ya amanu, O you who attain faith, O you who believe, E iman walo, 89 times, 89 places, Almighty Allah has mentioned this. Yet Almighty Allah has mentioned this to elevate the rank and status of those people who have Iman and Islam. Those who are non-Muslims and died with that kufr and shirk and atheism. Almighty Allah may speaks to them once only. Surah 66 verse number 7. To humiliate and disgrace them. When they are sane and mature and they died on any ism and cult, and it is not on Islam and Iman, then this is what all Allah states. Ya ayyuhalladhina kafaru, O you who disbelieve. La ta'tadhirul yawm. Today, the day of justice, do not cite any excuses. No negotiations entered into. You will be surely punished according to your deeds or actions. So Almighty Allah elevated us in 89 different places. And for the non-Muslims, Almighty Allah mentioned them once. That also on the day of justice and that to humiliate and disgrace them. One question comes about, why did Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah mention, Ya Ayyuhal Amanu, and not Ya Ayyuhal Aslamu? I am speaking to you live, Alhamdulillah, we returned last night from the Umrah trip, Allah Ta'ala accept the Umrah, the ziyarat of ours and the entire group. So we find that Almighty Allah gave us the ruh, the soul, the spirit, so we are alive and we are speaking. And what happens? You are listening. So that is the root, the internal. So our eyes, our ears, our, all the limbs are functioning, alhamdulillah. So we find that when there is iman, then Islam becomes manifest. So how you have the body and the soul? The soul is internal, the body functions. So iman is the internal. And once that is good, then remember that the whole Islam will become perfect as well and become manifest. So that's why Almighty Allah is addressing our internal. And that is the motivating factor. What makes us wake up 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, half past 3, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, whatever time we are waking up for Tahajjud or Fajr Salat, that's our Imani power, power of Iman. That is why Almighty Allah is addressing us. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la tadukhulu buyuta don't enter homes study analyze the philology of these words buyut the plural of bait bait ayya be to be he the place where you spend the night you want your peace you want to relax you want privacy you don't want anybody to encroach and invade on your privacy so that is why our rooms our houses Mother-in-law, you can't enter the house and the home of your daughter-in-law without a permission. And that's exactly what the Arabs would do in those days. 
So Islam is teaching us all these laws. Today they want to come and teach us about human rights and animal rights. All this was given to us more than 1400 years ago. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the memorable khutbah in Arafat mentioned Inna Allah qad a'ta kulladhi haqqin haqqa Verily all Allah jalla wa has granted every person who's eligible to rights their rights. Open the hadith in Mishkat Dara Qutni you will find it. La tadukhulu buyutan Don't enter the homes and the rooms of anybody Ghaira buyutikum Accept your own rooms, accept your own houses. Yes, it's your house, you bought it, you are renting it, it is your property, you are using it, you got the permission, the landlord has made you the tenant, you got an agreement. So there you enter, you with your key, you just open and walk in, that's fine. But anybody else's house, definitely not permissible. Hatta tasta nisu, hatta tasta zinu, till you take permission. The word in the Quran is Tastadisu. So you should tell that person that you want entry into the house and who you are. Don't just say, Ana, Ana, it's me, it's me. Ka'annahu kariyahu. In time of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa one person said, it's me, it's me. Nabi alayhi salatu salam found it repugnant and disliked it and undesirable. So we must introduce ourselves. Unless it's a house where we go now and then, quite often we frequent it, and the people know that this is the time that we normally come and so forth. But best is to introduce ourselves before we enter, so they know exactly, and especially if you're living in South Africa and such places where there's so much crime and hijacking and so forth, then it's best, remember, we introduce ourselves. Allah protect us all. So you seek permission from the inmates of the house, the residents of the house. And you make salam on the dwellers, on the people of that house. That is, if they are Muslim. As-salam qabla al-kalam. Islam teaches us, before you start speaking, make salam. The hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. What is the benefit of salam? Awala adullukum ala shayin idha fa'altumu tahababatum. Afshu salama bainakum, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Must I not show you that action if you execute it and carry it out, then it will bring about mutual love. The hearts will be united. There will be unity in the ummah. Obviously, Sahaba were curious. So the Master, alayhi salatu salam, informed them, make salam common amongst yourself. Give currency to salam. Your house will become a home, and your home will become Dar salam, a place of safety, serenity, tranquility, and Allah salamti and mercy will descend upon you. And that is what we are lacking today. People, we have all the security and gadgets, but we don't have peace of mind, we don't have serenity, we don't have tranquility. Look at the social issues. Islam is teaching us. Today, people encroach on our privacy that they have their paparazzis, they have their big, big cameras, and they are hacking into people's computers, and they are hacking people's systems. All this in Islam is absolutely haram.
It has no place in Islam. Islam has given every person, non-Muslims as well, when they live in an Islamic state, no one can encroach on their privacy unless they are from the police and so forth and they have some real evidence, then only can they enter. They can't just barge in and break the doors and so forth. Islam never allows mayhem and chaos. Islam's motto Fulfill your duty with beauty. That is Islam in our private life, public life. Therefore, you see our Muslim countries today, absolute chaos and mayhem. Therefore, people wonder, is this Islam? Remember, Islam doesn't teach that. Islam teaches us that there must be duty with beauty. So this is what Islam is teaching us. We respect the rights of people. We respect the rights of neighbors. Even if that neighbor is a Jew or a Christian or non-Muslim. So that is what Islam is. So we need to remember that we can't just be walking in people's houses. That they got the bell and you take permission. You know, if you study Sahaba. Subhanallah They were not my students and your students They were students of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam The Sahaba say When we used to knock on the door of people Because we wanted entry Then we used to just tap the door With our fingernails The tip of the finger and the fingernails Me and you will go We will knock with our knuckles and so much And if there's a bell there We'll ring the bell ten times Islam says maximum three times. No answer, you walk away. Why did Islam emphasize this point? You must take permission and consent so that the eyes do not go and see on people and invade and encroach in their privacy and you don't see their women or their private life. We got no right to do so. ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ O Ummah, O Community, Society, that is better for you. لَأَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ So that you take admonishment, so that you accept these advices. We don't want anybody to do it to us, so therefore we should not do it to other people. From this verse here, ulama have written many, many masail. I'll just mention three, because today we are in that situation. People phone me, people just phone and say, please listen to my story now and now. They look at their own convenience, they don't look at our convenience. We're doing you a favor. So remember that when you contact people, it is incumbent upon you to ask that person, is it suitable for me to speak to you now? What time should I phone you? What time should I contact you? So we can't just be imposing upon people. So people just meet you anywhere. I want to ask you a question. So it doesn't work that way. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, he was giving wasiyat to his students when they were leaving final advices. He said, O ulama, O muftis, O mashayikh, you're going when the people are behind you and they scream and say, listen, I want to ask you a question. Don't even reply to them. They're making tawheen of the knowledge Allah has given you. They are disgracing that knowledge, undermining that knowledge. So we need to understand there are occasions, not you just come anywhere. 
Tonight we will be inshallah in Masjid Furqan in Houghton and then you got all the time, all the opportunity to ask. But you can't be phoning us 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock at night and come ask some crazy questions. So if somebody passed away or some died, death, life situation is different. So Islam, this is not only for me, for everybody we are speaking about. I'm just giving my examples. If you don't find anybody there, the people are not there. So don't start peeping now in through the windows and then we want to walk in the backyard. No, he must be there and he's hiding. What the lead, what evidence do we got? Even if he's hiding, he don't want to open, so he's got the prerogative. We can't impose upon him. He doesn't want to see you because he has certain issues or whatever. You don't find anybody there in dead houses, in dead rooms, in dead places. You cannot enter there. It's haram to enter. Till consent and permission is granted. So today is time of technology, you know. People, when they phone, and the phone will tell you recorded message. The person is not available. The person is busy on another call. And also, we need to respect all this. So remember, Islam has taught us adab and etiquettes. Adab with our parents, teach with our teachers, with our siblings, with our children, with our neighbors. Everywhere there's adab and etiquettes and guidelines. We are not animals. Remember, today's modern world is reducing and relegating the human being to the level of animals and worse than animals. What what laws are being passed in various countries, it really boggles the mind. They are like animals, nay, even worse than animals. And if it is told to you, Go away. Maybe the men are not there, it's only women. So no one has the right now to argue, no, I must come in, I must discuss. No, we're not allowed to go into the house where there are ladies alone. So we must be a male there. Even somebody comes to propose for your daughter or wants to see your daughter, he can't be alone with your daughter or sister or niece. You, the father, the brother, the paternal uncle, maternal uncle, you should be there. Mustafa sallallahu taught us more than 1400 years ago. You can't have a strange man and a strange woman alone, except the third party will be shaitan. So imagine in today's life, so fast everything is moving. So Islam is teaching us to protect all this is linked with the previous uh, uh, lessons we learned. How all Allah protected Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha. We need to protect our women. We need to protect our mothers, sisters, daughters and wives. But today this Ummah, because we are brainwashed by the West, the Muslim today believes, believe you me, that West is the best and white is right. I get thousands, hundreds of queries from different people. And what happens, you can see the thought process, the mentality of the people. We are the ones, we took our women out from the houses. You go and work, you go here, you go here. And we think we are progressing. It's all shaitani at that. It has no place in Islam. 
So Islam is teaching you to protect the honor of your wives, of your mothers, and not send them to this office and that office to go work and do this and do that. All this is the greed of today's modern human being. When it is told to you, go away, that you must return. Go away without any argument. That is purer for you, purer for the society, and no one can make allegations. I go to a place, you go to a place, and that lady says her husband, her father is not there. So why must we say, no, I will come inside and wait for him? No, we don't have the right to do that. And she must not allow that person there when there's no male in the house. Wallahu bima ta'amaluna alim. Almighty Allah alone is all knowing of what you are doing. What our motives are, our intentions are, all the evil thoughts and all the negative and the shaitanic whispering that goes through our mind. You wish we sufi sudur in nas. The worst wasa of shaitan in our hearts, in our mind, minal jinnati wan nas. So this waswasa and whisperings of shaitan is coming all the time. We are being incited by the shayateen, shaitan in human form and jinn form to commit the vices and sin. Yes, it's a public place, it's a library, or it is an office or something, so you have free access. Laysa alaykum junahun antadukhulu buyutan. There is no sun upon you that you enter the houses, the offices, the rooms, maskunatin that are not inhabited. People don't use that for their sleeping and their private homes and so forth. Perfect example, public library. You want to go there, hospitals, police stations. So all these type of places, people don't really live there, obviously. Fiha mata'ul lakum and you're going there for some benefit of yours. You want to return a book, you want to borrow a book, you want to meet somebody that is ill and sick and go and visit that person, Iyadatul Marith, visiting the sick and ill. So there you don't need permission. Yes, you need permission to enter when it's not visiting hours, for example. But if it's visiting hours, they tell you three to four is visiting hours. So you just go and you don't have to become such a now big Sufi and say, no, me, I'm to go and ask the supervisor, can I go? But they told you three to four is visiting hours. So in that way there, Islam is teaching us how to protect the rights of others and respect the rights of others. So that is is the beauty of Islam. Similarly, where there are public places and shops, malls, all these places you go, you don't need permission. But today's world, you see in Medina, Mecca, some of the malls, they already got all those sophisticated machines. You have to go through all that because of security reasons. So that's fine. It's totally permissible because some people come with tainted, polluted intentions. So daily we should be making dua. Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, protect the Haramain Sharifain from the enemies. Almighty Allah, protect Masjid Al-Aqsa from the apartheid regime of Israel and the Zionist regime. So all this we need to be clear about about that what is permissible and what is not permissible so but if you want to go to the library you want to go to the mall and shop to meet boyfriend girlfriend you want to meet your mistress so all that becomes haram as well 
So we're going to meet in the hotel. We say, no, this is a public place. And so this haram when you're doing unda, danda, and you're doing haram activities. So we need to know what is permissible and what is not permissible and absolutely haram. Wallahu ya'alamu ma tubdoon wa ma taktumoon Almighty Allah Jalla Wala alone knows what you are revealing, exposing and what you are concealing and hiding all that is known to Almighty Allah Jalla Wala don't think we can lie and lie to people at a rate we can might get away but by Allah everything is known we cannot conceal anything وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ We are nearer to this human being than his own jugular vein. The thoughts that go through our mind, all that is known to Almighty Allah. يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنِ وَمَا تُخْفِ الصُّدُورِ The eyes that are disloyal and the thoughts and intentions and motives that we conceal in our bosoms and inner recesses of our hearts, all that is known to Almighty Allah. So may Almighty Allah Jalla Wala give us the tawfiq and ability that we learn this etiquette and adab of Islam. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.